0: It's all I got!
1: Put you in the past gone. Try to take advantage And then bit you in the ass Crazy that I thought That me and you Would ever last Now it's rent Money do Money order Never cash Brand new bins And stock escalate. I right Nice housekeepers Top chefs and maids okay. You played yourself I just wanna remind you Take what you can't But then close the door Behind you Please. Your character your attitude Defines you uh, Me I can do Whatever I put my mind to whatever. Don't holler When you see me Coming through Cause fucking with you All I got is rent Money do What's
0: I just want back what I put into this And then I'll keep moving All of my chips on the table Cause I never got what I came for Not even till I am stable I spend everything on ya spinning the tea on you fell on your tea on ya I ain't got nothing huh I know you the reason, just tryna break even You must be used to me spending Look now my red money do I spent everything fucking with you Oh, I said you went some you, went some you lose know. Now all I've got is red money do Fucking with you
1: You owe me more than that, you acting like I owe you If that's the case, you owe too We've been together since like '02, But lately you've been acting so new It's like I don't even know you, i miss the old You know who was in the trenches, living dangerous Ducking them cases to put pointers on your tennis bracelet Spending franklins, it ain't about the money But all the time that I wasted Look now my red money do I spent everything
0: fucking with you Oh Fuckin'
1: with you. Hey yo, you love when I fuck you like you in trouble Reggie shes with the gold buckles lie where you clamp the muscles Two fingers in you up to the knuckles Bill Sanders latest I yeah, yeah, tell yeah. your mama that your pussy is the greatest Dope spot, you flush the work when they raided New new, new for a year straight uh, All of them indirect posts gonna lead us to beef Speaking on who did what for who and keeping receipts Damn, that's how I know that you feeling me still Ain't no way this over old utility bill body okay, frustrated that nigga can't reach the bottom okay, Guess you just need to be bent over, that ain't my problem nah. I can show them where that G-spot at if homie forgot uh, it I to teach them how to keep you yeah, yes, I'm back, 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 back. I gave y'all three days to breathe. Yeah, because it's been a lot of content that I've had. And I finally get to drop the show that I've been trying to drop the last, I don't know, three days. Um, Well, actually, the last week, my bad, because before this Udoka shit came out, I was really supposed to drop this show on Wednesday, but I got backed up with content after content after content. This is Kingdom Uncensored, and for sure, we are here to talk about the strengths and the weaknesses of every NBA team. But before we get to that, now, I I've been getting multiple stories about how many women it was that Udoka Fucked around with You know Some people saying it's two I heard four I'm just going to stick to the two That I know about Which is allegedly Allison Feemster And a lady yet to be named That was the wife Of the vice president of the team Or, uh, or one of the owners Or something That's what the fuck I heard Like, she fucked with the wife. He fucked with the wife of one of the high-ranking niggas on the Celtics. And the dude caught it on camera. Like, the audio was caught on camera of her and him, like, outside the house. And that camera records everything. Shout-out to Nas and Ring. (laughs) And that's allegedly... She's the one that got caught, not Dope. Some people knew about it, you know. Some people were saying that a player, a starter, bratted on him, but how he actually got caught was on that camera by that Celtics official. Do you believe that MAU Dope's suspension is too harsh? I say yes I think the suspension is way too harsh A whole year Is a little harsh But That's not the NBA That's the Celtics And Do you think That if Brad Stevens Was caught with This With this With with fucking around With half the staff Do you think he would've got suspended I don't They always want to use the black man as an example. though. Yes, M.A.U. Doka was wrong for cheating. I get that. But at the end of the day, old girl was the one that got caught. So she deserves just as much blame as him. And I am so glad that a lot of the media, the male media members are standing up. And saying something about that other side. And another crazy thing about it is the person, I think Allison Feaster, she's not getting punished or fired. Nope. None of these women are getting punished for their actions. That's why, you know, I I respect Stephen A. Smith and Kendrick Perkins for actually speaking on holding both sides of the coin accountable for what they did Everybody wants to get mad at Udoka Because he cheated on Nia Long I was joking about it Like damn bro, you fumble Nia But at the same time As I explained On the Udoka show I said this shit Like He had opportunity Opportunities created itself With him being gone Eight months out of the year the fucked up part about this shit is Udoka cheated Also with the uh, white woman That he cheated on her with with Right This lady organized Nia Long and M.A. Udoka's move To Boston Because Nia Long mo- was moving to Boston And this lady And, and M.A. Udoka slept with the person That set that up Crazy Crazy Yeah, this is like a wild ass Thousand Piece puzzle right here do over there getting it in You know, allegedly Because you know how the internet is All the stories ain't always true And you gotta go with your gut And what you feel and what you think I think he, he ran through like three, four of them But I'm only gonna speak to the ones that's currently being reported and I just think that um now allegedly Udoka and Nia are trying M.A. And, and Nia are trying to work it out I mean I think that's a smart move no disrespect I understand y'all ladies want Nia to ladies leave your man at home the club is full of and nah, nigga. nah nigga that's not gonna work for her Shorty 51 with two babies Or a baby, I should say I don't know, I think she got two kids One by him But whatever Being 51 and single, that shit's hard You know, that's the shit Kevin Samuels is trying to warn people about (laughs) Oh, y'all ain't gonna like that There goes my female viewership, (laughs) y'all. As soon as I say Kevin Samuels, y'all motherfuckers get... Y'all chicks get triggered. But I don't give a fuck, (laughs) though. But being 51, single, that's rough. As pretty as Nia Long is. Even if so. That's a rough job I think it's best for them to work it out I mean he got caught It is what it is Some people deserve second chances Like even I have gotten to the stage of my life Where I'm giving second chances But the thing is Never to give third or fourth chances That's what I'm still trying to work on Not giving third or fourth chances Because people make mistakes, people fuck up I can dig that But It's one thing To look like a fool once But it's crazy to look like a fool A second, a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, a seventh, an eighth I should have left your ass a thousand times (laughs) But hearing that Nia Long and Ma Udoka may go, may seek counseling and therapy. I think that may be the way to go. Work that shit out. If he gets caught again, then leave. Because you exhausted all of your opportunities. So y'all can't, y'all females can't use that. If a female did that to you, you wouldn't give her a second chance. It depends on the situation and the circumstances. I've given a couple of people a second chance. I'm still working. I'm a work in progress. But I'm just not gonna be out here in these streets looking like a goddamn fool. And these are rich people anyway that are blessed. But my thing is, Udoka, you gotta marry this broad. (laughs) If you're gonna keep her. You gotta you got walk walk shorty down the aisle, man. But um it's good to know that they're uh working it out allegedly. Leangelo Ball signed another non-guaranteed contract with the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, last year he played for their uh G-League team, the Swamp. So, hopefully, they'll keep him signed for the whole season. I really want Jello to blow, man. Because Jello got game. He can shoot that bitch. And we're in a, in a league where shooting and scoring is the thing. So, hopefully, Jello makes that rotation. Because the Hornets, they're going to need it. They need all the help they can get because they're probably still, even with Jello, going to hit the lottery. Now some NBA season dates have been announced. Ladies and gentlemen. We got September 26th, where, which is today, where all the teams speak at Media Day. September 27th, the NBA training camp, which is tomorrow. Training camp begins and pressure lock. Thank you, Lord. September the 30th, oh, my God, the preseason begins. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. And then October 14th, the preseason games end. So September 30th, we're going to get some basketball. So that's Friday. Interesting. Can't wait. October 14th is the end of the preseason. October 17th, the rosters are set for the season. And October the 18th, the 2023 season begins. Oh, man. It's incredible. It's incredible. I can't wait. Like seriously, I can't wait. And oh yeah, before we get started on the strengths and weaknesses of all your teams, I happen to catch um, Mary J. Blige on tour the weekend. Like I know I miss Kendrick shit, but um, got to see Mary J. Blige. Definitely a bucket list thing. Definitely a bucket list thing. Because I've seen so many people in concert. I mean, I've seen Kendrick three times. <laughs> so, you know, I ain't seen Kendrick three times in concert already. That's the, probably the only person I've seen more than once. Outside of SZA. I think I saw Scissor twice, too. But SZA just happened to be with, you know, two other major talents, like, you know, Janae Aiko, the internet, like, that was a good little concert right there that I went to with my, uh, the person I was dating at the time. I'm not gonna say my girlfriend, we wasn't together like that. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, Mary J. Blige, you know, had Queen Najee and LMA on the uh, bill with her. Um, never was into Queen Najee like that. I was damn near about to fall asleep. You know, I only knew two songs, so I was just like, you know, people, you know what I can't stand? You know, it's people that be like, oh, you gotta, you gotta support her because she from this and that. I'm like, look, I support who I want to support based on what I feel but I never was necessarily a fan of her music like that I mean she could sing she's beautiful but um you know like the great Aretha Franklin said about uh Taylor Swift she got nice drapes <laughs> Queen Najee got nice drapes <laughs> Ella Mae was solid even though I do get it, you know, you got to perform the joints off your new shit. You know, Mary J. Blige did a lot of that, but we'll talk about that once we get to it. But uh, Ella Mae, you know, she did the song, the newer songs. You know, she did, of course, Boot Up and Trip. That's all I was really here for. I was just hoping that she would have got into her older stuff. But of course, you know, she's not... She's not the headliner, she's an opener, so I can dig that she only had like a small amount of songs, even though I did like her performance of How, and that fucking song is stuck in my goddamn head all weekend, I can't get How by Ella Mai out of my head, which leads me to Mary J. Blige, listen, I'd love to see a versus with her and Mariah Carey, that would be live. Like, seriously, Mary got hits for days. Like, even, like, remixes. Like, she was doing a lot of remix versions of her shit. I would have... I, you know, I, I completely understand that, you know, you gotta make something different. But I wanted to hear, like, the... Original, You remind me. That would have been fucking awesome. But we got the remix. Which is all good. I'll take that. But Mary just cycled into her classics. Real Love. You know, she came out to uh, Amazing. Which was great. I love Amazing. That's a great song. And then she did the... Uh, joint she did with Fabio, which I actually was, which I actually was cool with, didn't have a problem with it, despite it being New York drill, which is the same old shit, like I get it, I know it's Fabio on on the motherfucking song and shit, I get it, but um, yeah, (laughs) And then you know when she got into her ballads that's when she got into her bag you know what I'm saying like her ballads of I'm going down my life not gonna cry the classics man I mean she did a lot of records but that's what you get when you're the opener you know from family affairs like she left no stones unturned. For real. Everything. All that I can say. The only thing that she didn't do was deep inside, which suck ass, because I really wanted to see that. Because I was, you know, I didn't go to the bathroom. Like, I stayed the whole entire show, even though during Queen and performance, I would, like, literally wanted to take a nap. Seriously. But... Mary you know I was up like nigga I didn't sit down this is Mary J Blige you talking about the blueprint of hip hop soul creating the lane for the Keisha Coles the Ashanti's, and the many chicks that came after her which spawned this generation of great female acts like Summer, like SZA, like Jhene Aiko, you know? Like the Mooning Longs, the Tinks. R&B ain't dead. Hate to break it to y'all. Once again, R&B ain't dead. But alright, I've been going way too fucking long. Let's get to this shit. What is your NBA team strength? And weakness. Now we're gonna do this like we always do this. We're gonna start with the ATL. Atlanta. What is the Atlanta Hawks' biggest strengths? Well, the dynamic or the up-and-coming dynamic of DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. The opportunity, the strengths are the dynamic between those two and the opportunity that is going to create for their role players. I think that DeAndre Hunter has a chance to have a breakout year due to the fact that so many teams are going to be paying so much attention to Trey and DeJounte, which makes Trey and DeJounte more dangerous. They're going to have to key in on one of those guys. They can't key in on both because somebody's going to be wide open, wide open for a layup, wide open for a dunk. Wide open for a three-pointer. Then you got both Holiday brothers, Aaron and Justin, who who are both three-and-D players. That's gonna help take the pressure off of Murray and Young. Then adding Mo Harkless, Frank Kaminsky. This team is stacked. Then AJ Griffin, Tyrese Martin. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Don't be surprised if Atlanta makes a lot of noise in the East. As far as weaknesses go. Um, not many weaknesses of, of this Atlanta team. Maybe. I don't I don't even think defense is. Maybe Trey Young's defense. Maybe a weakness that some could take advantage of. But if we're looking at this roster verbatim, I don't see many weaknesses. Because they have experience. I mean, this team has been to a conference finals. And they resolved their biggest weakness in the offseason, which was an actual pal that can actually, you know, offensively be as gifted as Trey getting signed to the team. So all I can really say is maybe Trey Young's defense is a weakness but that's about it. They have defensive players. They have three-point shooters. Oh yeah, you know what? That's it right there. Like trading Kevin Herter hurt because that was the guy that could stretch the floor but Bogdanovich could hit that shit. Holidays could hit that shit. But I could say that maybe another weakness is a pure shooter. I think that's what Atlanta needs to chase. Or maybe they have one. And that person just hasn't improved their shot so that they could be like a knockdown three point shooter. Let's move on to Boston. oh god alright what are Boston's strengths easy easy money obviously Tatum and Brown and the opportunities that they create for their teammates like Marcus Smart you know like Al Horford like Robert Williams like Malcolm Brogdon who is going to have a, a great season with Boston that's what's not being talked about. Add in Bragi. is going to go crazy this year with Boston. Then, of course, having the services of Derek White still, Peyton Pritchard. Boston's very deep. A very deep team. Now, their weaknesses. <laughs> I just talked about them. <laughs> No Udoka. However, though, right? The coaches are still going to run the same exact system that they ran last year. So they'll be familiar with the offense. But Udoka was a presence that's going to be sorely missed. That's a major weakness. The controversy is also a weakness. Is that going to distract Boston from getting, into, getting their shit off during the game. And then they also, I mean, I guess you could say Peyton Pritchard is their knockdown three-point shooter. I have to take that back. But maybe another shooter because they lost Gallinari and they're lacking a versatile scoring forward. And that person is Carmelo Anthony. What are you waiting for? Exactly. I don't know why y'all. Yeah, that's what that's what they're lacking: a scoring forward off the bench. So, Other than that, let's move on to Brooklyn Brooklyn soup What is their strengths? I mean, obviously Championship experience in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Another strength I think Kyrie and Kevin Durant are going to be looking for blood As they should because Kyrie is hella criticized for being himself and I'm sure they didn't like getting swept at the hands of Boston last year which was a which obviously proved to be a bad matchup for for BK as they took the crown off Kevin Durant's head And um, I feel like their strengths are those two guys. Also, very deep team, very deep team, top to bottom. Arguably one of the better starting fives in this league. I mean, you got Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Nick Claxton. Uh Seth Curry, I think, right? I think Seth's gonna start at two. Then the the bench is another strength. You add Markeith Morris. You add um TJ Warren, you add Royce O'Neill, which is gonna be proved to be one of the better under-the-radar pickups of the year. You still have Cam Thomas. You still have Deron Sharp. You still have, uh, you know. But here's the thing though. Their weakness is is well Which side which Kyrie Irving are you going to get this year? That's their weakness personality wise. What is going to be Kyrie's mindset? Is Kyrie going to be focused or is Kyrie going to be all over the place? That's number 1. Cuz Kyrie is liable to do any fucking thing. When he's on the court, he's a valuable asset and one of the 15 best players to play in this game. Well, currently, I mean by that. Not 15 best all-time, but you know what I'm trying to say. God damn it. But um, also a weakness, interior defense. I don't think Claxton can defend a Jokic or an Embiid or neutralize a Jokic NMB Neither do I think De'Ron Sharp can So they need an interior defender Coughs Dwight Howard Even though Dwight Howard might be wanting to start a WWE career From what I hear from the streets Alright, let's move on to Charlotte What is Charlotte's strength? LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball. That's all I got. (laughs) There ain't no strengths of this team. They're a below-the-radar team that's probably going to hit the lottery this season due to the fact that the East is a lot better. Now, they need to make trades. I'm just trying to tell y'all. What is their weaknesses? Shit, damn near everything. (laughs) Their weaknesses is a lot. It's just the inability to get over the top. You know, LaMelo needs better pieces around him. They need to upgrade their pieces. Like the, the pieces around LaMelo have not worked out to have any success. So, the the Charlotte Hornets are dealing with their weaknesses. Their weakness of the Charlotte Hornets is the Charlotte Hornets. Hayward's inability inability to stay healthy. But the thing about um, the Hornets, they have a long way to go. And they have a lot of young players to develop that can gain chemistry with LaMelo Ball. Let's move on to uh, Chicago's strengths and weaknesses. Now with strength, you got three guys who are all-stars. You had DeMar DeRozan, who had an MVP caliber season, who was dog. By that terrible ass ESPN list And if you want to check out Me roasting the ESPN top 100 list Go on King No NBA Music Talk On YouTube And I roast the shit out of them Because De, DeRozan's ranking was awful They disrespected that man He had a great season last year Just didn't have a great playoffs But he ran into the wrong team But yes you have three Guys who you can run your offense through And DeRozan, Vucevic, and Levine Um, Another strength is depth Now Lonzo is hurt But you still got some decent players I mean now You have Caruso DeRozan, Levine um Patrick Williams, Bucevic, Dosumo, Kobe White, Andre Drummond, Goron Dragic, Derrick Jones Jr. Javante Green. Like, you have better depth than you had last year. You understand me? So that's, those are the Chicago Bulls' strengths. Now, weaknesses. They don't have a natural power forward on their team or uh, a wing. I mean, Dalen Terry is expected to be their wing defender, which who I forgot to mention is a part of the roster as well, the rookie. He's supposed to be their 3-and-D guy. But I think they still need another uh, wing defender. That's probably their only weakness. Like Chicago doesn't have many weaknesses. Well, consistency from DeRozan, Levine, and Vucevic is also a weakness. DeRozan was actually consistent throughout the regular season and clutch, something that a weakness that was a weakness that DeRozan suffered from. Mental. But Chicago has to take that next step from contender to championship contender. Let's move on to Cleveland. Cleveland's strengths. Darius Garland has a buddy in the backcourt now. That's a strength. It's the same thing that Atlanta needed. It was the same thing that Cleveland needed. So, you got... One of the best dynamic backcourts in the league in Garland and Mitchell. Which means Jarrett Allen's going to get some touches. Karis Levert's going to get some touches. Kevin Love's going to get some touches. Evan Mobley's going to get more touches. Isaac Okoro maybe can grow into a more aggressive player on the offensive end because Okoro is more, no more for his defense. Cleveland also has better depth than they had last season. That's a strength. They can go eight, nine deep. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes, they can go eight, nine deep. Sorry, when you hear that sound, that's like my text message. Forgot to mute that, sorry guys. But yeah, the only concern is consistency from the star players. That's the weaknesses. Is consistency a lot? And you know, and then they have to beat elite teams. That's another weakness for Chicago. Last year they had a horrible ass record versus above 500 teams. Horrible ass record. I don't know it verbatim. That's why I said horrible. They didn't have many key wins. They beat up on weak-ass teams last year. That's how Chicago got good. They beat up on uh, 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 sub-500 teams to get to where they were. They didn't have many big wins last season against big contenders. And they have to do that in order to be considered a championship contender. Now back to Cleveland. My bad. I went off script. Let me correct myself. Cleveland, this is a team that can make a lot of noise. They're young. They're hungry. They added Donovan Mitchell. Cleveland's weakness is... May, I don't know, I, I I can't really, maybe perimeter defense. The only person that can per, defend on the perimeter is um Okoro. Garland's not known for defense and neither is Donovan Mitchell. So I would say perimeter defense is something that they need to address because Raul Neto, Ricky Rubio, they don't play very good perimeter defense feel like they need to chase after a defensive guard during the season. Then I think this team could get to an area where you know, but they can also a, a, another strength, right? They could go 9-10 deep. I totally forgot about the additions of Rubio and Lopez and Neto to go alongside of course Garland, Mitchell, Okoro, um Mobley, Allen, Lavert, Osman. So that's a decent little nine, ten-man rotation right there. And another weakness is, just like Chicago, you got to win big games in order to be considered one of the best teams in the uh, in the conference. Dallas. Dallas Mavericks. Strengths. Let me see. Luka Doncic. Hello. And then also, another strength. You got Bigman. Now, I heard a report just now that Christian Wood is going to be the sixth man on the Mavericks. So JaVale McGee is going to be the starting center. So it's going to be Dinwiddie, Doncic, um I assume that Hardaway is the, is gonna be at the three. Um, Finney Smith and JaVel McGee. So Reggie Bullock's coming off the bench, Davis Bertrand Christian Wood. It's very interesting. Interesting strategy by Jason Kidd. Then Jaden Hardy as well. So another strength is obviously they're deep. And they're a lot better than they were last year. I don't think Dallas has many weaknesses. Maybe defense. Because a lot of those guys, I mean, Luka Doncic is not a good defensive player. Spencer Dinwiddie, not very good on defense. Reggie Bullock, off and on. Off and on defensively. Finney Smith is a good 3 and D guy. JaVale McGee, you know, interior defense with JaVale McGee, they're going to be fine. It's just perimeter defense that I worry about this team. I don't think any of these guys really outside of Finney Smith got perimeter defense. I think they need more perimeter defense or need to work on it. Denver Nuggets, strengths and weaknesses, strengths, I mean, you got the uh, back-to-back MVP, and then you got Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. coming back to the lineup, very strong strengths that can open up for role players like Bruce Brown, Catavius Caldwell Pope, Ish Smith, DeAndre Jordan. Denver has a very productive roster. Who's a lot better than they were last year. Don't be surprised if they can make some noise, long as they don't run, run into Golden State. I mean, they'll be a whole lot better. They'll definitely like win. 50-plus games. I definitely believe in this Denver roster. Weaknesses? I don't know exactly. Maybe a little bit more depth. Maybe. But I don't see many weaknesses. Oh, yeah, of course. Porter and Murray's health is a weakness. Can they stay healthy? I mean... Murray tore his ACL. He's different. Murray is not injury prone. He just got hurt the year before last, you know? Porter Jr.'s injuries are a major concern and a major weakness. As long as these guys stay healthy, they have a more than capable roster. Because Jokic is going to get it done. He's going to get others involved. He's going to make shots for himself. He's going to be averaging close to a triple-double. Denver has number one in the conference pot- potential. But health is very important. And until everyone is, is healthy, it'll continue to be a weakness of theirs. Detroit Pistons. Just the niggas I wanted to see. (laughs) Oh, man, I love our I love my roster, baby. I love it. I love it. I love it. Strengths. Youth. 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 And not to mention another strength. Depth. Because obviously I starting five. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie, folks. It's one of the best starting fives in the league. I hate to say it. I don't want to be like a Lions fan, but I'm just talking that, that real shit, though. You got Cave, Ivy, Bay, Bogdanovich, and Stu, right? You mean to tell me that really, though? But anyway, right? So we got during coming off the bench Nerlis Noel Kevin Knox Hammy Diallo Killian Hayes Marvin Bagley Alec Burks Corey Joseph Rodney Magruder We deep as fuck The names may not impress you But goddammit as a collective It's different when these guys are working together and on the same page. Like, we running this team like a factory, like a family. Because I be seeing the squad go everywhere together. And even Jalen Rose accompanies this team. Big, big team building over here. They running it like the old school. Got to get chemistry on and off the court. To build that respect and that trust. A lot of young teams are not following this blueprint. So that's also a strength. Now weaknesses is obviously experience. And these young cats are gonna make a lot of mistakes. And you know, we fulfilled one of our weaknesses which is a knockdown shooter because that's what what Bohan Bogdanovich is. Maybe, I mean, Durin and Noel feel our weakness which was shot blocking this season but that can those are the strengths of the weaknesses of the Detroit Pistons let's move on to Golden State Warriors strengths you're the NBA champions weakness you're the NBA champions <laughs> because yes you could be the champions but a target is on your back and a lot of teams are going to want to play you because they're hungry and they want the champs' heads. Now, the Warriors season wasn't easy. That championship wasn't easy. And they had a good enough team to win, not an overpowered team. But However, this year, this Warriors team is very, very good. A strength of theirs. Depth. They have a great 10-man rotation. One of the best 10-man rotations in NBA basketball. When you have the starting lineup of Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Wiseman, you're going to be damn good if Wiseman is what he was at Memphis. Look out. Because the wise man that I saw, who was playing for the Warriors, he can, hit, he can shoot from anywhere on the court. He, he needs to work on his post game, but his shot blocking ability is there. And he's got to put on some more weight. Well, maybe more than likely Kevon Looney starts. I forgot about Looney. Looney will play any role you ask him to. Then you still have Mosen Moody, Jordan Poole, Dante G. Vincenzo, Jonathan Kaminga, Jamichael Green. I think that's 11 niggas that I named. Then Patrick Baldwin, coming back from injury. He can serve as a diet clay off the bench. Because he does some of the same things that clay does. But he's way taller. He's like six eleven, six nine. But Golden State weaknesses. Um will the young players grow up? Will it will Kaminga take the next step this season? Or will Jordan Poole get better defensively? will Moses Moody get minutes, will Andre Iguodala get minutes because he announced that he was returning to the team uh this year. So that's that's 12 guys. I don't think Golden State has many weaknesses. I can't really name anything because they have depth. They have shooters. Maybe, maybe a weakness I could say is somebody that can attack the basket off the bench. But that's Kaminga, though. So they ain't got they ain't got no weaknesses, in my opinion. I wouldn't be surprised if this team repeated next year. Houston Rockets. What up, Houston? Um, Strengths. Potential. Jalen Green has superstar potential. Uh, Jabari Smith has the potential of being the next Brandon Ingram. Maybe even the best, uh, the next KD, if he works on his game. I mean... They have youth and potential. Weaknesses, as I said with the Pistons, this is another team that's going to make a lot of mistakes because they're young. Team chemistry is also a weakness. Although the Rockets had impressive games, chemistry with these guys is going to be an issue despite them having a decent 10-man rotation. And I like Tari Eason's motor. Them adding Trey Burke, Marjanovic, Marquise Chris to go alongside Alperin Sengun and Sean Tate It's actually a decent team. Like, this team can grow together. But their weaknesses is, you know, closing out games. A lot of young teams experience this problem. Let's move on to the Indiana Pacers. Strengths, Tyrese Halliburton. That's their only strength. Benedict Matherin. We got to see what kind of pro player he's going to be. We got to. Weaknesses also, identity. This team doesn't have an identity, it's just a collection of players playing for a team that's going to hit the lottery next year. Uh, Another strength is trade capital. They could trade some of these players to build that team around Matherin and Halliburton. Maybe they could keep Miles Turner. Because Turner doesn't show any signs that he wants to go anywhere. Los Angeles Clippers, strengths. If healthy, <laughs> which is a weakness, their strength is their weakness. I mean, strengths is you got Kawhi and Paul George and John Wall. Three guys that can score 20 points per game on one roster, which can get open shots for Norm Powell. For um, uh, Robert Covington, for Reggie Jackson, for Luke Kennard, you have one of the deepest Rodgers, and for Marcus Morris, it's going to be hard to stop this team. They have... defensive strengths. John Wall, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard can play defense. Now, their weakness for uh, uh, interior defense. And I didn't write this shit either. I didn't write this shit either, y'all. I'm freestyling the strengths and weaknesses. I'm just nice with the pin. Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, actually, you know what? I didn't get to the weaknesses of the Clippers. I'm sorry. Fuck. Before I move on to the fakers. Um, Interior defense. Who's going to block the shots? I mean, Zubac is one of those guys that is a presence, but he blocks shots when he wants to, per se. He's not like an elite-level shot blocker. He'll block a shot, but I'm talking about an eraser. Backup center as well. Isaiah Hartenstein is not it. I mean, there are plenty of backup centers available. So it shouldn't really be a problem for them. You know what I'm saying? So. All right, let's move on to the Lakers. Strengths. I mean, you have LeBron and Anthony Davis, but your strengths are your weaknesses. I mean, there's not many strengths to this Lakers team outside of the Patrick Beverly signing. Y'all, they had a bad offseason. You're basically technically bringing back some of the same players to the team that won 33 games. I mean, you lost Carmelo. I don't see really much of a strength outside of LeBron, you know, scoring a shit ton of points, but that's, is that a strength or a weakness? I don't see any strengths for the Lakers because, you know, their best player It's supposed to be Anthony Davis, but LeBron is forcing that I'm the best player shit on to himself. I saw a tweet that troubled me about LeBron. It's crazy that LeBron is being asked to be the main facilitator and main scorer and to carry another team. What exactly was he carrying? It looked like a player out there that's out for stats, that's stat padding and stat jacking to me, who put up 30 points when they were getting their ass kicked by 15 to 20 points every game. That had to be the most disappointing season I've ever seen from such a talented player like LeBron and such an all-time great like LeBron. Now, yes, we have expectations, sure, but LeBron isn't expected to carry the team, nor is asked to. LeBron takes that opportunity upon himself to carry teams when he really doesn't have to. He can be the main playmaker and be old. I mean, there's nothing wrong with LeBron averaging 23, 10 and 10. But Anthony Davis, in order for this team to win, Anthony Davis has to be the best player. Just like he was in 2020 when they won the championship. This roster, I guess the strength is they're loaded at the guard position, so they have guard depth. That's the only thing that I can really give them. Weaknesses, there are a lot. Defense is one. Pat Bev is the only defensive player on this team. Thomas Bryant is not known for interior defense. Damian Jones is not known for interior defense. Lonnie Walker is not known for his defense. Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis can play defense, maybe, if healthy. and Which leads to another thing, health. Kendrick Nunn's not, not always been healthy. Anthony Davis is not healthy. LeBron James, with him trying to be the hero, and carry the team at 38 years old, That's not the move. I mean, 37, 38 years old in his 19th season. That's not a very good idea. LeBron has to take more of a a, a true point guard role. And that's going to be a problem. Also, another weakness, team chemistry. Westbrook and LeBron have to find some sort of team chemistry in order to contend for a championship. I don't see the Lakers winning anything. I can see them maybe being an eight seed, getting eliminated in the first round. But that's their ceiling to me. Because there's no chemistry. there's There's no defense. There's no consistency either. Let's move on. Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Strengths of the Grizzlies. I mean, <laughs> you got John Morant, who's definitely going to be a future MVP of this league. Right? You have good role players that have great chemistry with John Morant. You got a team that talks a lot of shit, that's very hungry, and, and who wants to go at the other elite teams next in the West. But here's the thing, big baby, you got to beat them. You got to beat the Golden States. You got to beat the Denver Nuggets. You got to beat the LA Clippers to get respect in this league. The only team that y'all niggas beat was the Minnesota Timberwolves, who's a team that always beats themselves. You got to get respect. You got to earn respect to get respect. You can't be talking down and not backing it up with Ws. Their biggest strength is their biggest weakness. Sometimes they get a little bit... A weakness is they get a little bit too caught up in trash talking and don't focus on winning the goddamn game. John Morant and Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks have to be a little bit more focused on the W. And then once you get the W, then you talk shit. And then they have to focus on Who they should talk shit to and who they should not talk shit to. Because Job talked all that shit when they beat the Warriors and Steph Curry, you know what I'm saying? And John Morant were talking shit. Another weakness is Jaron Jackson Jr.'s injury history. Is Jackson Jr. going to be healthy? That's more so of what I'm actually worried about. Is Jackson Jr.'s health? Um, then also, uh, is Memphis Depth good enough to be a champ, good enough for them to be a championship caliber roster? say yes to an extent I mean the Danny Green signing was big I think Zaire Williams is gonna grow into a, being a quality pro I think David Roddy Kennedy Chandler could be decent pieces in their lineup hopefully Kenny Lofton Jr. son makes the team Butler got extensions, so it's the whole Samson thing, no, I'm joking, Um, strengths, I mean, some of the rosters coming back, the same roster coming back from last year, they already have some sort of a chemistry established, you have a, 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 a Victor Oladipo healthy for a whole entire season next year, that's a strength, got Tyler Hero coming back for more 6 man service, I I think they need to start him this season. Which leads to the weaknesses. I don't think this team is good enough to win a championship. They got to make some moves. I'm not sure that this depth is going to be good enough this year with all of the Eastern Conference teams getting better but them. I mean, we got to look at Kyle Lowry like does he have enough have enough juice left in him? Is Bam gonna take the next step and become a superstar? You know what I'm saying? Bam's consistency is a weakness. Tyler Hero's injuries are a weakness. The consistency of Max Struss, uh Duncan Robinson are a weakness. Miami getting caught lacking in free agency is a weakness. They didn't get better. They just stayed the same. Losing P.J. Tucker hurt them. So, I mean, adding Nikola Jovich is fine, but they have a lot of weaknesses to resolve. Jimmy Butler needs a more reliable second option. But they need a guard. They need an elite guard. I mean, I love Kyle Lowry. But he's old as cat shit. He's 36 years old. And injury prone. But I don't know. I do not think that Miami's going to go that far. They're just like the the Eastern Conference version of the Phoenix Suns. A one seed that didn't get better in the offseason. That didn't make any moves to make the roster better. that's a major weakness Milwaukee Bucks strengths you got you kept your core your core is back in Middleton Holiday and Giannis those three guys are the foundation of their 2021 championship and those three have to be on point in order for them to win another title and Milwaukee has always been a hungry gritty team which is a strength. As they also bring back a majority, maybe about 90% of their roster from last season. Weaknesses. They don't have a knockdown three-point shooter. A lot of people say, well, what about Matthews and Connington? Matthews can shoot the three. Pat Pat Connington can shoot the three. But they're not knock-down three-point shooters. I'm talking about cats that shoot 40% or more from three. That's what they need on their team. They don't need uh, inconsistent shooters. I mean, Grayson Allen isn't a knock-down three-point shooter either. He can make the shot. He can hit open threes. I'm talking about Kyle Corver, Jason Capono, Paige Astoriakovich type three-point shooters. That's what Milwaukee Bucks need. They got their wing that can attack the basket. Bobby Portis is very consistent and can do everything. There's Another strength is skilled positioned players. They got it all. I mean, Joe Ingles isn't necessarily known for three-point shooting. He's more for, you know, being a a, a dirty player. But I think this roster could possibly do some damage. Long as everyone is all in and long as Giannis continues to play at a high level, which that's another strength, is Giannis. Minnesota Timberwolves, what are their strengths? They got four capable guys. They got four capable starters. In Russell, in Gobert, in Anthony Edwards, and in Carl Anthony Towns. Weaknesses. (coughs) Excuse me. Their weakness is uh, lack of consistency sometimes um Carl Anthony Towns looks like a superstar and then he disappears. Then you can't find him no more. And, you know, lately he's been talking with his chest out. You know, he was claiming he was the best big man shooter of all time. You know, he'll say some wild shit. Play good for the next two games and then Shoot five of twenty-two. The next two games, I feel like Anthony Edwards is gonna take that leap into superstardom. That's one guy you could trust every night. I think D'Angelo Russell has to balance scoring and passing a lot better, and then he could go to the, and then he could go to the next level. Also, a weakness. Their depth isn't strong enough. I like Tori and Prince. I mean, Jalen Now is okay. Eric Pasquel, that was a good pickup. Austin Rivers, a good pickup. Luca Garza, good pickup. C.J. Ellaby, I'm not so sure. Brent Forbes, good pickup. Jaden McDaniels is solid. Josh Minot could be a solid rookie for them. But I just feel like. They need to make a trade for, like, a 20-point bench guy and then just run a nine-man rotation. Also, another weakness. Will Rudy Gobert's lacking a perimeter defense cost this Minnesota Timberwolves team... Games that could possibly decide their fate in the playoffs. New Orleans Pelicans, strengths. A healthy Zion. CJ McCollum signed an extension to play for the Pelicans longer. And then another strength, defense, 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 defense. C.J. McCollum has improved on the defensive end. Dyson Daniels is a great young defender. Jose Alvarado, great young defender. Herb Jones is one of the better defensive players in the league. And he's young. This is only his second season coming up. And Herb Jones has elite all-NBA defense. Zion plays, plays well defensively. So you got defense. Another strength, lob threats everywhere. You have Zion, you have Jackson Hayes. I mean even valiant shooters could throw it down. Another strength, great starting lineup. You have CJ, you have Herb, you have Ingram, you have Zion. You have uh Valiant Shunnis. Then uh, another strength, another strength. Got pretty good depth. And Trey Murphy, who's the knockdown three-point shooter. Devontae Graham, who's like the Jamal Crawford off off their bench. Larry Nance, lob threat. Jackson Hayes, lob threat. They have a solid nine-man rotation. Weaknesses. Is Zion really healthy? Is Zion really in shape? That's the only thing that they have to worry about. Can uh, Devontae Graham be more consistent off the bench? And will the addition of CJ McCollum help this team even more next year? Because the weaknesses is, is only Zion's uh, health. Because this is a playoff team. This team should take a step up and maybe win a round in the playoffs. New York Knicks, strengths, they don't have many. R.J. Barrett is probably their only strength, to me, to me. Their weaknesses is obviously bad GM moves by giving Jalen Brunson $100 million. That's wild. Julius Randle is still on the team. Julius Randle's inconsistency is a weakness. He has some games where he looks like a number one option. Then he has other games that makes him look like a regular-ass NBA player. I mean, the Knicks have a decent rotation. And they're well coached but here's another problem though they don't fucking have consistency and the East has passed them by so they're definitely going to hit the lottery I don't even see them being a 10 seed Uh, their weak. Another weakness is they're the Knicks. How weak do you have to be? You're the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks are going to nick. Just another overrated franchise put on a pedestal. Oklahoma City Thunder, strengths. I mean, Shea Gil- Gilgis Alexander is their strength. Their weaknesses is no Chet Homegrown. Obviously, they're gonna go through growing pains. As Gilgis Alexander, oh yeah, another another weakness, injuries, because Gilgis Alexander's hurt. Um, also a weakness, no true big man with big man size. Holmgren's one hundred ninety-five pounds. Pokaszewski is 190 pounds. The biggest player is Mike Muscala, who tallies in at 240 pounds. All these guys are are little. They're skinny. It's guards that are bigger than the goddamn center. Niggas need to go into weight training. But this team is going to hit the lottery more than likely. Orlando Magic. Their strengths? There are no strengths. I'm sorry. I mean, Paolo's going to have a good season. But I guess that's their only strength because this team sucks balls. Their weaknesses? They're the Orlando Magic. It's just plain and simple. This team doesn't have an identity. They don't know what they do. I don't even know the strengths of this team. Because this is the worst collection of players on one roster. A bunch of confused NBA players or players that fail to meet up to expectations. a bunch of draft busts or guys that have potential to get better if they were on other teams Philadelphia 76ers strengths they low key have a big three even though I would, would have loved to see them get Kevin Durant that would have took them to championship consideration but this team is good But they have low-key a big three and Matt C. Harden and Embiid for one. Depth is another strength. Adding P.J. Tucker, adding D. Anthony Melton, adding Daniel House. Weaknesses. Doc Rivers' rotation decisions. Like, these guys deserve to play. Like, Paul Reed deserves more minutes than Shake Milton and Gorgeous D. Aang. Isaiah Joe deserves more minutes than the the aforementioned names. Now him getting Trez back, Doc Rivers had Trez before. And Trez won six man of the year. So he's definitely going to be used. I think the Sixers depth. I mean, you know, you got Maxie Harden, uh, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Daniel, uh, PJ Tucker in the starting lineup. Now, a weakness, maybe the bench needs to be a little bit better. I mean, you got Melton, you got Trez. I think they need to upgrade as far as a six man is concerned there's no true six man of uh, you know of the a uh, guy with a six man of the year potential coming off that bench so i think they need to uh trade Jake Milton, uh, Niang, Korkmas, Theibel, and go get like a decent bench player off of a team. Should I trade them niggas to the Magic for Gary Harris? (laughs) Straight up, I ain't gonna lie. Or Terrence Ross or something like that. They need something like that. But other than that, I feel like Philly has the potential to go deep into the playoffs. They just have to believe it themselves. And Harden, Harden is a strength and a weakness. A strength because Harden can play the point very, very well. He can play the point. His weakness is, you know, Harden tries too hard. You know, he needs to let the game come to him. And he finally, you know, he he finally lost weight. That's a strength. A skinny Harden is a problem because he can move, you know. Fat-ass Harden couldn't move. And then, you know, he would injure himself. You know, you could tell during the, when he was having the Achilles issue that all he did was eat. Him and Zion was probably having buffets at their crib or something. Phoenix Sun, strength. I mean... Another year of Devin Booker and Chris Paul in the backcourt. I mean, you bring back Aiton. You pretty much have the same team, meaning, you know, you've got chemistry of sorts, right? So... weaknesses you didn't improve no they didn't improve their roster for one they didn't improve their team that's not good when the entire western conference damn near improved their rosters no disrespect to chris paul but i feel like booker needs a better second option i think honestly they might need to consider trading chris paul no disrespect to him but in order for phoenix to take that next step and actually win the title chris paul is like a lump of bad luck i'm not gonna lie like this dude never seems to get it done like even when he went to the finals and had that chance it's always something holding this guy back i mean and he's older you got a 38-year-old man making 40 million. Something to think about. I mean, you you can't you you uh you win either way, whether you keep them or lose them. But Phoenix may be in trouble because their weakness is they're not improved. It's the same team. Then Jay Crowder wants out, who's been a pivotal piece even in their finals run. You know what I'm saying? Like Crowder wants a trade. Now, maybe you could use that to bring a better role player or something. But here's the thing. I feel like Michael Bridges needs to step up offensively and become offensively um, more into the game. That could help them. Or maybe Aiden needs to tap into his potential since Phoenix is paying him like like that. Because a lot of players, when they get overpaid, they play lackluster. Aiton kind of quit on them last year, so he's gonna have to step up an average twenty and fourteen at least, or twenty and twelve at the least. Now another strength is Phoenix does have good role players. I'll give you that. I mean Craig Booker Payne have, uh, and Shamit. And Biombo all been consistent. Cam Johnson as well. He's he's been a, a Sixth Man of the Year uh, candidate before. Let's move on to Portland. Portland's strength is obviously Dame Lillard, but Anthony Simons is ascending to possible All Star potential. Not superstar, but definitely all-star potential. Because we've seen flashes of this kid. Um, Their weaknesses, lack of interior defense. No shot blockers on Portland. Perimeter defense as well. I mean, you've got a bunch of guys that could score. And Jeremy Grant, Simons, Lillard, the rookie Shaden Sharp, if healthy. Those guys can score. Then, of course, what has always been Portland's Achilles heel. Defense. Defense, defense, defense. There is no defensive players on this team. Except Gary Payton Jr. And one guy can't be the anchor. Gary Payton Jr. is not Ben Wallace. Something to think about for Portland's up-and-coming season. Sacramento Kings. Their strengths. They improved. They improved in all lanes. You You know what I'm saying? So, the improvements. Adding Malik Bunk. Adding Kevin Herter. Drafting Keegan Murray. All improved, much improved roster. They could sneak their way to a play-in game. And then, of course, picking up DeMontis Sabonis midway during the season last year. Another strength, this is a very capable roster. They have a decent starting five in Fox, Monk, Murray, Barnes, and Sabonis. And then you got Mitchell and Herder off the bench. Now, which leads to a weakness. Maybe they need to, to add more to that rotation off the bench. Because, you know, guys like Terrence Davis, Matu, Quinn Cook, Della Vadova, Kent Bazemore, Rashawn Holmes. I'm not sure if they're good enough role players. Trey Lyles. Sacramento isn't necessarily that deep to me. They need to trade a lot of those players, get some of that, maybe cut some of them, and trim the fat. They have a good eight-man rotation, but they need to raise that shit to 10 or 11. on to San Antonio Spurs, strengths, there ain't no strengths, not at all, it's just a a collection of young players that are being groomed, this is like a G League roster in the NBA, like, I mean, I don't mean to be mean, but that's all I could be on this team, man. but San Antonio is trash their weaknesses they're the San Antonio Spurs like Popovich explained why he keeps coming back he said it's because I'm getting paid and that's not necessarily a bad thing I mean I do like Malachi Branham Jeremy Sohan and Blake Wesley they've got potential to be quality pro players but this team's going to suck donkey dicks this year. Like, there's nothing appealing about this team. Like, who the fuck would want to play for San Antonio right now? If Unless you're a washed-up player that's trying to uh, bring it back. I don't see why San Antonio ain't signing all of these other free agents. Because I would be signing veterans left and right to help these young niggas if I'm Popovich and R.C. Buford, but this team is garbage. I see no strengths and weaknesses. The roster is the weakness. They fucking ass. They're the Orlando Magic of the Western Conference. Another team with confused young players. Let's move on to the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors... strengths. I mean, obviously we get year two of Scotty Barnes. That's... That's fun. You have a roster that... has chemistry. That's another strength. But a weakness... I mean, Toro- it's not Toronto that's weak. It's just that this team just doesn't have star power to me. And this is like a team that is going to get passed by due to the fact that Cleveland got better. Atlanta got better. Chicago got better. Brooklyn got better. Boston got better. Milwaukee pretty much has the same team. This roster isn't that appealing to me. However, I mean, see, I can play well last year. Even though ESPN overrated the fuck out of him. Van Bleed is good, but that's not really that appealing to me. Lack of appeal is a weakness for Toronto. Utah Jazz, not many strengths here. I mean, a lot of players over here can break out, though, like Taylor Horton Tucker and Nikhil Alexander Walker. Colin Sexton has his own team now. Another strength is they have tradable pieces to get more picks. And they got the Wheeler and Dealer motherfucking Danny Ainge. That's a very big strength of this team. And I think Utah is trying to be the next OKC. When you have a GM with that type of ambition, your team can improve drastically. And then another strength is Oshay Akbashi. Then they just added Olinik and Sabin Lee. Like, hey, Utah can possibly steal a few wins, and also make moves to make this roster better. I mean, as of it as it is now, I mean, uh, starting five is probably Colin Sexton, Malik Beasley, Nikhil, uh, Taylor Horton, Tucker. Kelly Olenek, I mean Laurie Markkinen, I mean and Walker Kessler I mean, honestly this roster's not bad but they're not gonna win many games like, Ainge has put together a plan so it'd be interesting to see what Utah's next three seasons look like Washington Wizards, strengths depth they're deeper than you actually think they are. Because you got um Beal and Perzingis. You have Kuzma, Monte Morris, Will Barton. That's a solid starting five right there. Daniel Gaffer. The million dollar question is Is Johnny Davis as good As they say he is Will Rui Denny Corey Kispert Grow next season Can they grow I mean they also got Old ass Taj Gibson DeLon Wright These are are some really good players Now weaknesses I mean the East got better it's not really much that the washington wizards can do about that i'm definitely looking forward to watching the wizards all in all that's my show i know it was kind of long as shit but hey y'all got through it hopefully y'all not asleep and shit because i really don't like doing these hour shows like that i like 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, but when we're talking about 30 NBA teams and shit, it can get, the conversations can be long, because it's a lot to analyze, and a lot to break down, but this is known Uncensored, strengths versus weaknesses, and I'm going.